0: I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This episode has been sponsored by Bookhampton. As the premier independent bookstore in the Hamptons, Bookhampton has a highly curated selection of books for readers of all ages, unique one-of-a-kind gifts, and exciting author events. Browse their fabulous staff suggestions online at bookhampton.com. I am so excited to be here with my friend Eliza Strauss today. Eliza is the author of The Confetti Cakes Cookbook and Confetti Cakes for Kids, Founder and head designer of Bakery Confetti Cakes in New York City in 2000, Elisa and her creations went on to appear in more shows than she can count, including The Today Show, Good Morning America, The Martha Stewart Show, The View, and in many publications. Her stylish, elegant, modern, and creative designs really set her apart from other cake makers. She even designed Charlotte's Wedding Cake to Harry on Sex and the City, which was basically my favorite show for a very long time. She won the grand prize on the Food Network's Extreme Cake Challenge and went on to judge many other reality cake competitions. In 2010 she shifted to teaching product design and consulting projects. She's a graduate of Vassar and the Institute of Culinary Education and lives in Larchmont with her husband and three children. Hi Lisa, thanks wow. for being here. And moms don't have time to read books. This is the podcast version. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> After yeah. we did our great little video shoot, so thanks for teaching me how to do a cupcake swirl and a snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> See you. Oh, it art. wasn't that hard. Right. <laughs> okay, so you are this master cake maker artist, amazing. How did you even know you were good at this? When did this gift start to come in your life?
2: Oh my gosh, I, I don't like, even like go know all the way I'm back. Um, <laughs> oh stop. No, um, I mean there are pictures of me when I was three years old drawing, you know, on the floor, and I Any, I always gravitated towards the kitchen and art and anything that was very detail oriented. When I was a little girl, I would make. These little like puzzle drawings and submitted them to art fairs. So I think, Aww. you know, it's been forever. And really baking with my grandmother, nothing elaborate, but she would make these delicious butter cookies and put everyone's name on them and, you know, bring them to my mom's musical concert. So it's, it's always been just such a joyful thing to be in the kitchen. And how did
0: you go from taking joy and being in the kitchen to thinking it could be a career for you?
2: Really by accident? You know, I went to college. I thought, well, maybe I'll be a teacher. Maybe I'll be an art teacher. Maybe I'll be a doctor like my father. You know, the the world was my oyster. And I, you know, gravitated towards art, obviously. And it wasn't until after college that I picked up a book by another cake designer, Colette Peters. And she made these beautiful cakes that looked like things, like really representational art. Mm -hmm. And I knew after graduating, I was never going to, you know, sit in a studio and paint somewhere although that does sound appealing to me right now. But, you know, I I love making art, but I also love the art being used. And that's probably what led me to fashion. So I kind of jumped around. I, I was interested in pastry, but I wasn't ready to make that full leap. I didn't know about being in the kitchen for life, aside from just baking. And so it was after I went to fashion where I was doing textile design at Ralph Lauren that I really loved design, color, and all those details. And I loved making them into fabrics. That's what I was doing. I was a textile designer and I made children's clothes and scarves. But as a hobby, I started baking more and more. And I just loved the reaction that came, you know, whether I was just bringing a plate of cookies to a holiday party or I made. I had laser, LASIK surgery, and for my eye doctor, I made a cake in the shape of an eye. And You're so sweet. I mean, he was like, this is what you were doing the night before you had eye surgery? Aww. And I'm, I'm friendly with him to this day. And, and that was, I knew nothing. That was, I took the four food coloring gels that you just find in a grocery store, and I, like, painted the iris. And so obviously it was my love of art and feeding people that kind of all led to this. And it was after I was in fashion for a while that I thought, oh, let me, you know, let me try this. And I still had my foot in fashion. I was, I went from being a full-time employee to a freelancer um, and then just making more and more cakes on the side. And then it was, I met someone who loved one of my cakes, put it in Time Out New York, and then, you know, the rest is kind of history.
0: Wow. And then you decided to go back to international culinary?
2: Oh, right. Nope. So then at that point, my brother, who's very computer savvy, created a very, you know, ordinary website for me. This is many years ago before Instagram or any kind of social media. So I created the website and I went to pastry school and I went to pastry school first on the weekends while I was still working in fashion. To okay make the dough, (laughs) literally. And then I just saw it was too difficult. At that point, I had left Ralph Lauren and went to Frederick Fakai, who everyone knows as a hair designer, but he had a small leather goods line. And so I became a designer there, but we were traveling a lot. And it was great as a 20-something-year-old, you know, traveling to Italy and France, But it, it made it really impossible to stay in pastry school. So eventually I left fashion, went to pastry school full time, and then really launched confetti cakes.
0: <laughs> so cool. So what were some of the biggest successes and failures of like the very early days?
2: Oh my goodness. Or just uh,
0: or just one success and one failure.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel very lucky in the sense it's it's not a specific answer, but in terms of when I started the business, it was like the Food Network was just starting. So I just felt really, you know, fortunate to be, I was featured on a lot of these programs like so, you know, all these Food Network challenges and morning shows and, you know, a show called Sugar Rush about yeah, ca- yeah. career changers. Yeah, and yeah. so, it, it, I mean... It was made to order, you know, going from a fashion career to a cake designer career. That success just came so quickly, which was so nice. And then that led to, you know, getting book deal and all that stuff. The failure, you know, I would say that my whole life was wrapped up in it. And I just felt, I felt extreme stress, constant stress every week, you know, the cakes, would go out. They required tons of work, tons of client interaction. And, you know, I mean, to this day, I still say to my husband, it's like, I've been doing this for over 20 years, and something always goes wrong. (laughs) Like, it could be the weather, it could be your ingredients, it could be, you know, mismeasurement. And especially for what I'm doing, custom cakes, You know, I'm usually not making the same type of dog (laughs) every time. So, you know, if you're making a German Shepherd versus a little poodle, the hair is different. And so things just always took a really long time. But luckily, I mean, there were a few mishaps. I made one wedding cake, I think, round when it should have been square. No, that's not even a, no. um, I mean, that, that, to me, though, that was, you know... Disastrous, And I remember I had to call the bride and I said, you know, someone in my company along the lines didn't check that they made, you know. And, of course, everyone was always so nice. So it wasn't a complete disaster. But, you know, it's like I tell my kids, like, not everything is perfect, even when you plan. Yeah.
0: I know. I feel like you need to have so much patience. Even just doing our little learning the swirl and everything this morning. Like, yeah. you just have to really take your time and be so yeah. present to make it so perfect like, yeah. that's I mean, that's a testament to you, especially, Ugh. I mean, no, it's true. I mean, you don't yeah. think about, oh, if you're a baker, you have to have, like, I didn't realize you had to have such a
2: yes, yes. sort of
0: steady mm-hmm. temperament. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I love to bake, but maybe this is why I could not be a, I'm, like, too crazy, I feel no, like. No, <laughs> no,
2: you know what? I, it, it's so funny, because on one hand, people always say that baking is therapeutic, mm-hmm. and And I do that, you know, like when I go away, let's say I'm at a beach house and there are no mixers, no nuts, like I love to just make a simple banana bread, right? Like unadorned chocolate chip cookies. Like that really is a love. But what I do as a career is so stressful. Mm -hmm. And there are so many levels. Like people see the end result, or even what we were doing with the cupcakes, it's like, but we had to bake the cupcakes, yep. make the fill. You know, you have to make so many things, especially like making everything from scratch with the best ingredients. That even just shopping for say, you know, everything yep. takes so long, and then you have to decorate it. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I do love. I I think it's just more about being a perfectionist than anything. Yeah, which is sometimes a detriment. <laughs> you know, like I just can't stop. I used to share a commercial space on the Upper West Side. And I shared it with another baker and she said, my friend, Jerry, she would look over and she'd say, oh, you know, you're, you're done with the cake. And then I'd keep working on it like another hour. And then she'd say, oh, you're, you're done with the cake. And then I'd work, you know, and it's like, it's just everything was, the details were everything to me.
0: It's in a way, it's yeah. kind of like writing because you're never really done. Like right. you can always just tweak it a little more, make it a little better. Like at some point, yes. you just have to like
2: no, it's say true. Stop and yeah, even our little cute penguins. Yeah. you know, I was trying to make it like a family, but I thought, oh, I could have added some cheek color, and oh. I could have done some eyelashes, and you know, it's. At a certain point, you just have to stop and, you know, but yeah, there's always more to do.
0: So tell me more about the books, Confetti Cakes and Confetti Cakes for Kids, both books. How did you go from, you know, your success on TV and all that to the book deals? And what was that whole process like for you?
2: Well, let's see. I, you know, I always wanted to write a book. I felt like that would be such a great Uh, Vehicle to get sharing my recipes and then and also a a marketing thing right like I was starting my business and I thought oh this is a great way to show people like actually know what I'm doing yeah and so I remember I was dating someone not my husband and I brought a whole bunch of before you were married before I was married I took a whole bunch of cake decorating books that I had and through that ex-boyfriend's friend he had a literary agent and so I got a meeting and I said I want to write a book but I want to do it not like any of these you know and so I had a vision but then I was running my business so then I you know she's like okay great write a proposal and then I went back and it was like six months later I still didn't have the proposal and she had seen me she was like on a JetBlue flight coming back from LA, and she saw me on TV on the Food Network doing what, and she's like, "All right, we have to get this book done." You know? <laughs> and so she paired me actually with a writer who, again, is my friend till today, and that just got me to really like sit down and think about what I want to do. And then we wrote the proposal, and I had some photographs, and I wrote out some recipes, and then. The publisher at the time was Bullfinch, which was later bought by Little Brown. They loved the idea so much that it was a two book deal. Okay. And so the first one was more of a general, you know, cookies, cupcakes, mini cakes, sculpted cakes. And again, like each chapter goes from easiest Mm -hmm. to most difficult. And then the second book, you know, we toyed with different months of the, I mean, there were so many ideas, but even the adult cakes I make, so many of them are stuffed animals or kids-like themes yeah. that we ended up going with the kids. It, the, it's called Confetti Cakes for Kids, but I sometimes laugh at that because... It's not really for kids because the people who are making the cakes aren't kids and the themes aren't all, you know. Right. It's usually for, like, 30-year-olds that are celebrating (laughs) their birthday.
0: Although I have to say, and I'm not just saying this, my kids, these are their favorite books to look at. Like, we have all these cookbooks here and they, like, visually, it's so appealing to them. And they'll, like, paw through it, like— you know, in dinner, like, oh, but let me just look at the cake book. And I was like, the cake
2: book lady's coming today. Oh, so, that's so, anyway, true. they
0: were really excited about that.
2: And so. now they have cupcakes and cookies. Yeah, cake. which is like,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Even yeah, better. Even better. Yeah. So, if you could go back to the beginning of the whole book writing, editing, yes. publishing process, is there anything you wish you had known at the beginning, having gone through it? Oh my God.
2: Everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, from like the deal memo, I mean, like all the stuff that no one ever tells you, like, You know, when the publisher comes back with the deal memo, how important that is to get all that stuff, you know, by the time I took it to my lawyer, he was like, well, you already agreed to half the stuff, like it's fine, you know, down to, you know, working with the photographer and, you know, I mean, the two books are so different in so many ways from... The first book was still photography, Mm -hmm. and the second book was digital photography. I mean, it's almost like, even though they weren't created that far apart, they they were just made so differently. But no, I mean, I look at them, I'm proud of them. But of course, now, looking back, I wish I could do another book with, you know, it's sort of like being any kind of artist, your work evolves, and probably as a writer too, right? So I just... Feel like I should write another book <laughs> or something to to kind of just evolve.
0: One thing I liked about your book is how you casually kept mentioning people in your family throughout, Ooh, yeah. like your grandma Pearl's cookies and yeah. your mom's little duck and yes. your brother. Um, I almost wanted more to hear about more about your family and like your other friends. You would reference yeah. friends throughout. It was really nice. Like, like your oh, that's
2: nice. Yeah, I mean, really, who do you bake for? Right, like you around the holidays maybe you bake for some strangers but really you're baking especially if you're going to spend all this time it's for your friends and family and I do think like what else you know people don't need another scarf or (laughs) gloves or you know in general and so I feel like I mean, even to this day, I mean, I I made a little TV for my brother in the book because he's a TV producer. But then I remember for his 30th birthday, I made him a pizza burger because he loves pizza burgers. And it has a little Mexican flag because he was actually born in Guadalajara, Mexico, which many people don't know. And so it's just such a way of personalizing something to someone that, you know, it could just be like a tiny cookie. But
0: And for those people who can't bake as well as you even the cookbooks will be a nice gift yes
2: <laughs> like, yes, yes
0: like this holiday if you can't manage to you know start right. rolling out fondant yourself right. But
2: but I, I think people are pleasantly surprised like more than anything, it's not difficult, but I will it's time consuming. Right. Right. So just like if you're making a quilt or something else, it's just, it's perishable. But if you're an organized person, you can do it. And what I love, whether, you know, it's the cookies or in the kids book, I have a delicious brownie recipe. I mm-hmm. mean, yep. how many people make brownies from scratch? It's so easy. And who doesn't love getting brownies? Yeah.
0: We made your frosting the other day. Oh,
2: we yeah. We bought like
0: store bought. I have to say, just like it's, a mix. It's fine. And then it's we, fine. but we did your frosting, and it was like out of this world. The oh, chocolate, yeah, it was yeah. really good. So, what else do you have coming up? You, you weren't you just in Mexico for a? Yeah. I saw on Instagram you were in some like mix masters. Yes. Something. Tell me about
2: that. Match, cake and Bake Masters Mexico, which it was so great. I did two demos, live demonstrations in this stadium, which was great got me out of my regular routine of dropping my kids off <laughs> at school to entering a stadium where people were asking for your autograph. Like So cool. That was a great feeling, you know, and people coming up with the books to sign. And I also judged two cake competitions. So it is interesting to think of myself at this point in my life, like people want me to give, you know, I was in so many cake competitions that it was nice knowing how they feel and then yeah. also being on the other side And also being able, not just giving them cake advice, but saying, you know, like not to be so hard on yourself or, you know, one of the people in the competition made a horse and one part was cracking. And, you know, it's like anything. It's like we've all been there, you know. It's only cake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for only cake, you're a true artist and it really comes through and it's like one of a kind. So it's uh Really neat to see. Do you have anything anything else coming next? Any advice to young writers or somebody out there maybe who wants to do a cookbook?
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I always say practice, practice, practice. You know, one of the greatest things that I teach a lot and I see, especially with... You know, all these great shows out there. A lot of young kids are really getting into cake decorating, and I just love it. I think it's such a healthy way to be in the kitchen, and you're using science and math and, you know, and art, and just being able to use all those things together. No, I, I think people should just keep practicing and, you know, try it before you think it's too difficult.
0: Love it. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Lisa. Thanks. Thanks. thanks for coming. Thanks for the whole day. Okay. Thanks. This episode has been sponsored by Bookhampton, bookhampton.com. Thanks to Ryan and Steve at Texture Sound for the audio editing and mixing. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. <laughs>